0: Thank you for downloading the NY Balls podcast. If you'd like to contact the authors of this podcast, Andrew Schwartz and Brian Schwartz, please email us at ny.balls.podcast at gmail.com.
1: to the NY Balls podcast. My name is Andrew Swarton with Brian Schwartz and it is week three or uh, leading up to the third weekend of the NFL season. Uh, this is our uh, weekly NFL uh, preview and picks podcast. Uh, it was an interesting week last week Brian uh, a lot of a lot of close games a lot of spreads changing at the end made for a wild ride if you actually had money on any of these games.
0: Yeah, that would have sucked.
1: <laughs>
0: I, well, very no, I, seriously, I didn't have any money on any of these games.
1: Oh, no, very poignant as Brian winks at me over Skype. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, just to let everybody know, uh, well, first, thank you for downloading us, whether on the internet or on iTunes. I uh, Appreciate you listening, and please tell everyone you uh, know that might want to <laughs> listen to download us as well. And also to let everybody know, this was Andrew's second take at the opening; he screwed up
1: the first. It's true. I I, I generally talk all over myself. Anyway, it was I sounded probably like one of Sarah Palin's kids. It was that. I
0: wish. Oh God, I wish I wish we had an outtake segment we could put up. <laughs> Yeah. Although, although right now, that's all that would be in it.
1: Speaking of outtakes, I got—I got—I got to tell you something that Jimmy Carter said on uh, the Daily Show later.
0: I saw part of that interview last night, but I don't—I don't know of anything that was funny other than him just normally speaking. So yes, tell me later.
1: Okay. Anyway, uh, last week we uh, we did our picks against the spread, and well, we didn't do so well, though I have to say. We actually got both got worse. Brian went six and nine with one push. <laughs> <laughs> I went five and ten with one push, which puts us at twelve and twelve and seventeen and eleven and eighteen respectively. So right now, um, you know, we're kind of in the red. We're palms are kind sweating. of in the red. Well, you know, it depends on how much money you put on some of these games. You know, palms are sweating. The uh, you know the wife. The girlfriend are asking us where our money's going. It's uh, it's well, becoming Luckily, dire. I don't have any. Luckily, like, I don't
0: have any money.
1: But but like true betters, this week's gonna be a winner. I can feel it.
0: Oh yeah, this is absolutely. <laughs> this is this is bounce back week. This has yeah. to be the bounce back week.
1: And uh, yeah, so so really quickly, um, uh, I Brian missed his favorite last week, the Saints. I got mine, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, we we actually pushed on our our. Uh, underdogs the Washington Redskins that so we both picked them but i rationalized in giving ourselves a win because uh, you know you push for an underdog it's better than losing right that counts as a win for something
0: definitely a push but they were up 17 in the, in the with 2 minutes left in the third quarter so it's really not our fault that they Yes
1: scored. exactly it's Mike Shanahan's fault is
0: Yes his his spray tan caused the Redskins to fumble the ball a couple of times but uh Let's get on with the, the picks. Uh, just to remind everybody real quick how this works, we're going to guess the lines. Either we haven't seen them or we've already mm-hmm. written down our guess. We will say what the actual line is, then we'll make our picks. Yeah. And we'll uh, preview this week's games and review last week's games in the process. It's just a there's a beautiful natural flow to it, and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what's going to happen here. So let's get right into the first game. Uh, two teams coming off disappointing, embarrassing losses. Uh, with
1: the <laughs> yes
0: uh, Tennessee Titans visiting the New York Giants, uh, just to let all the listeners know, I was going to make a very insensitive Vince Young joke, but with the recent tragedy with the Denver Broncos, I'm going to hold off until next week.
1: Oh, so uh, see, I would have just made the suicide
0: joke. But. Yeah, but I, I have a future in politics. Tennessee and <laughs> the Giants, last name like Schwartz. Are you kidding me? I could get elected. I'm going down south.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: Tennessee Titans at the New York Giants. What do you have as your guess for this line?
1: Well, this is – again, this was tough because obviously as a Giants fan, um, you know, emotions running a little high. I want to throw things into the stands. And, you know, it's – I don't know. I don't think the Giants are that bad. I think Perry Fuel tried to get way too cute, only dressing two D tackles on defense and – Basically, I know it was 60 Bs and a linebacker, but let's be honest, Michael Boley's really not a linebacker, especially when it comes to the run. He had like 16
0: tackles, by the way.
1: Yeah, because no, there was literally no one else to make any tackles.
0: Right. You, you know. I don't remember what you're talking about because I just completely forgot having amnesia from about 8.15 to about 11.45 on
1: you know, Sunday evening. It wouldn't have killed him to, you know, having, you know, O.C. out there is a is a joke against a team that's going to be running the ball. I mean, it wouldn't have killed them to put. It know, wasn't
0: just that they had six defensive backs in; they had three defensive ends. Yeah. And Chris Canty, who's an undersized defensive tackle.
1: Yeah, he's not really a tackle; he's more of a D end in a in a in a three, three four system.
0: Right. So they had they had they were completely undersized, uh, terrible terrible game plan, terrible that they didn't get out of it sooner, yep. but uh, maybe they'll go to the other extreme this week, and since Tennessee has trouble throwing the ball, maybe they'll play like a 5-2. A That's good. Well, they got
1: they got a, sh- a shitload of linebackers, so they could put like, you know, five of them in there. I don't know. It was just, I mean, I actually really liked the idea of uh, having Deion Grant play Dallas Clark. The problem is, if you're going to do that... The put in freaking Jonathan Goff and Bullock in the back if you're gonna, you know, as linebackers if you're gonna rush those other guys. I don't know. It was just bad night all around. You could just tell at the beginning to be one of those games. And, and Tennessee was just turned the ball over left and right. I mean, I, I I'm not. I think they just got frustrated. Uh, you know, having issues running the ball. Uh, Palomalu played a great game. I think we both said that we. He figured he's the best defensive player, and he kind of showed it. Um, Anyway, Giants at home, they usually get a little bump being the Giants. Uh, So I put this at uh, 2.5 for the Giants. I think it was going to be a little closer than your standard home split because I think people still like Tennessee and probably a little down on the Giants after that performance. Uh,
0: I think uh, I put it higher than that uh, only because I think that people uh, may have seen a a flaw exposed in the Titans Mm -hmm. offensively that if you do stop the run, they're not going to be able to do anything. So really stack the box, confuse Vince Young a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, I think people are going to look at it as like, okay, let's see what this team really is. We don't know yet. So uh, whereas the Titans, I think people might be a little bit worried now. Uh, the Giants are somewhere in the middle. The Colts have made a lot of teams look bad, especially playing at home. When they get a lead... They're going to rush the passer like crazy. They don't care about playing the run because they know that even if they let off a couple big gains, that their offense is going to come down the field to make up for it anyway when they get the ball. So yeah. I put this at the Giants by four and
1: a half. Four and a half. All right. Uh, the line is actually Tennessee by three. Tennessee's favored? No, no. I lied. I apologize. Giants by three. I, I got I got myself mixed up here. I actually Jeez, no no no. I, I I switched uh, when I did this. I put the Giants away by accident there. Yes, Giants by three here.
0: Holy hell.
1: Yes. So <laughs> Vegas basically is saying that they're even. Or yeah, it's probably actually they still like Tennessee a little more, and the Giants are getting a little extra money. You know, being the Giants. So who do you got for this game then, Brian? With the game being straight at three.
0: Oof, Uh, I'm going to take the Giants at home. I think they have to have a bounce-back week. Uh, I think that their secondary, one of the advantages I think the Giants have, Chris Johnson is going to break a run at some point during this game. And, you know, Chris Johnson, he runs between the tackles, but he likes to get outside. The Giants actually have a very good tackling secondary. So I think that might prevent some of the long-breaking runs. And I think they're embarrassed with how they played last week. Uh, and I think they'll be able to at least contain Chris Johnson and force Vince Young to try to beat him. Hopefully they don't have flashbacks to the 2006 game where Vince Young made up that 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter, and maybe Kiwan will actually tackle him to the ground this time.
1: Yeah,
0: I I don't even care if he gets a roughing the passer penalty. Just make sure when you see Vince Young, you finish your tackle. So I'm going to take the Giants to to cover in this game.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm going to agree with you though. I, you know, last week Chris Johnson actually did break one. They just called holding. Um, <laughs> he did. He broke one for like 80 yards. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw that. Which you know, anyway. So uh, I, I'm going to take the Giants here as well. I, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff you just said. Um, I, I think this game is going to be a lot more. At least the Giants' game plan should be a lot more like the Carolina game. Um, they did show they they stopped their one pretty well in that game. Um, so hopefully they will do that. Um, I think three, you know, it's not a big number. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I'm take the Giants. All right, so let's move on to our next game, uh, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. And uh, this is an interesting matchup between kind of two surprise teams right now, wouldn't you say, Brian?
0: Uh, I would say Tampa.
1: It's somewhat Actually, surprising. you know
0: what? I don't think either of them are a surprise. Ooh. Uh, I I said that Pittsburgh was going to be good. I thought they'd go 3-1 and in their first four games. Uh, this is one of the ones I included as a win on their schedule. I think they're going to lose their next one. Um, but I thought Pittsburgh was going to be good. And, yeah, Tampa Bay, they're 2-0, and great. But they played terrible teams. Obviously, Carolina is a lot worse than people thought. And what does did it they say
1: about the Giants?
0: One? Cleveland. They beat <laughs> Cleveland week one. Uh, I don't. I, I just I'm not surprised by them both being two and
1: zero, but I
0: would be surprised if Tampa Bay wins this game, regardless of who's starting at quarterback for Pittsburgh, which I believe is Charlie Batch.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, it could be. I thought they could bring Leftwich back.
0: They yeah, brought him back, but I don't know if he's healthy.
1: Well, uh, yeah, no, that's I, I mean.
0: I'm gonna I pick this one. Uh, I had a little trouble with this just because of the whole Charlie Batch thing. I think if if Roethlisberger was playing in this game, this would be a very high line, but I just tried to say that it's going to be conservative here. Maybe the odds makers are finally waking up a little bit on Pittsburgh that their defense is really, really good. Insanely good? And they going to stifle Tampa Bay, so I'm only putting this at Pittsburgh by three, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot more.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, um, I agree with a lot of stuff you said. I actually do like Tampa Bay uh, a decent amount here, but... Um, I, I think people were just so – we touched on this a little bit um, in, our, in our AFC preview. If you can listen to it, go back. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's defense, like you just said, is really, really good, especially with Palomalu back. And, you know, I think people kind of kind of forgot that a little at the beginning of the season, um, you know, after the poor performance I had down the stretch last year. So I, I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to give Freeman fits. He's still a very young quarterback. Um, I went a little higher than you on this line. Because um, I agree with you, I think it was gonna be a little higher. I only went four though, so I just went one more point. Um, and the actual line is Pittsburgh by two and a half. All right. So Brian, you take that, but it's a it's a it's a fairly fairly close line there, to tell you the truth. For uh, I guess it's really that the the quarterback issues at Pittsburgh is probably what's keeping it down a bit.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh here. Uh, I think they win this game, and whatever the over/under is, I'm taking the under. Even if it's like seven,
1: <laughs>
0: it'll be six nothing Pittsburgh. There, this is this will be a terrible game to watch. Uh, I, I I don't recommend seeing it unless you're a Pittsburgh fan or, I guess, a Tampa Bay fan. So uh, I like Pittsburgh two and a half, less than a field goal for Pittsburgh. I don't care who's quarterbacking them. Tampa Bay's not going to score.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, I I just, especially with the line being that low, uh, I I just don't see how any. Uh, I, I see Pittsburgh winning this game, which obviously you know outright, of course they're gonna have to if they're gonna cover. But I two and a half is just is doesn't even make me think it, it that Tampa Bay has a chance in this game. Um, so Pittsburgh is gonna I think win this game fairly easily, as you said though, maybe scoring more than six points.
0: All right. Yeah. Moving on, Cincinnati traveling to Carolina to face the Jimmy Clawson-led Panthers. I was wrong on my prediction that Jimmy Clawson would be starting by week eight. It was week three <laughs> that Jimmy Clausen was starting, so uh, my bad. Although I still think I was that was a pretty good prediction on my part.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so Cincinnati at Carolina. What are you thinking on this one?
1: Oh, C- Carolina's just been terrible. They just, they, you know, the the one. You would think at least their defense
0: would be okay.
1: Yeah, and you think that the strong point in their team, you know, running the ball, they'd be able to run the ball decently, and they haven't even done that. Um, It's just been really bad. And Cincinnati, this this, the thing that made this tough for me is, I know Carolina's bad. Um, The problem is, I just don't know how good Cincinnati is. Um, It's tough because you couldn't really judge Baltimore, but they they beat Baltimore. They were at home. They got crushed. By New England. Um, So obviously, you know, Cincinnati here is going to be a favorite, but it's just by how much. Um, I don't know. I I just kind of look back to that first line in New England. People really like Cincinnati then. And I think there's still some people kind of going to be jumping back on the bandwagon after beating Baltimore. So I'm going to to say by seven here. It's probably a little high, but I I really think Cincinnati is going to have a good chance to win this game by a good amount of points.
0: I went lower. Uh, I said Cincinnati by four and a half. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. Uh, Cincinnati's shown – showed. I think in the first couple of weeks of the season, even good teams, they're going to have one game where you just throw it out. Like I think the Giants-Colts game, eventually you're going to say, okay, they're not that bad. Yeah. And that's going to be thrown out. The Cincinnati-New England game, I think they walked into a buzzsaw week one. Patriots, a lot to prove at home. Uh, that game's going to be thrown out. Uh, I think uh, Indianapolis' first game against Houston where they got run all over, they got dismantled, I think that's a game that's going to be thrown out.
1: Yeah, I agree. A lot of people overreacted on that one, I think.
0: Yeah, so I I don't particularly – I like Cincinnati a lot. I think they're a playoff team. I think their defense is outstanding. Uh, when we get to the Ravens, I think in the next game it'll be an interesting discussion to see whether or not they just play two good defenses or they actually have an offense. Yeah. Uh, but I like Cincinnati, but a little less four and a half because I think the gen the nature of this game is it's going to be low scoring, so I don't think the line's going to be that high.
1: All right. Um, well, the line is three and a half for Cincinnati. So again, line a little lower uh, than well, obviously you thought, but <laughs> much lower than I thought. Um. So that, that's interesting. Um, I, I I don't know. I just kind of thought with Carolina having a rookie quarterback first game. I know he's kind of more polished for a rookie, but but, but still, I, I I don't know. I guess. But ha- how
0: much worse could he be than that? More, he can't play worse.
1: But the team's been that bad. I mean, how much? I mean, how much better is he going to be in his first game? Does he, he, mean, does he, he came in at the end of the Tampa Bay, Bay
0: game, and he did lead the team on a long drive. All so, right. Well,
1: I, I, I don't. I obviously between the, my line yeah, to me, Matt Moore
0: or Jimmy Clausen, whoever's starting a quarterback. Carolina's plan in this game is going to be run the ball on first down, run the ball on second down, try to make a manageable third down.
1: Uh, that's probably what they should do because Cincinnati has a very good secondary.
0: So a very, very good defense. Period. Okay. So, what's, well, your, what's your pick here?
1: What's well, your, I think you can tell by my line and in, in kind of what I think of Cincinnati. I, I'm going to take. Um, Cincinnati is is a favorite um, on the road. Um, I think three and a half is, is, is not a big line here. I, I don't, Carolina just basically just show me nothing until me, they show me they have some semblance of an offense that can put up some points. Um, I just I don't I don't think that they're going to be able to stay close within this game. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to take
0: Cincinnati too. Although I would this to me is a stay away game. Uh, only because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for a couple of reasons, but the Panthers, you know they still have talent sure. and you know they can still run the ball and uh, I'd imagine they'd be better at home running the ball than they would be on the road. You never know if Clausen's going to give them a spark and 0-2, when you're 0-2, it's desperation week. So yeah. if they think they have any chance, which they may not think that anymore, but mm-hmm. if there's a possibility that they still have the confidence that they could turn the season around, it's got to be this week because if they, if they go 0-3, you could pretty much kiss the season goodbye. So it might be a spark from the young quarterback, but I'm taking Cincinnati anyway. I don't trust I, – I, I can't trust a rookie quarterback, even though I think we both agree that Clawson might be uh, a little bit ahead of where a normal rookie quarterback would be.
1: Yeah, there, there's certainly a shot there. All right, well, I, um, going to the next game here, we got Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, What do you think about this game, Brian?
0: I think it's a big question whether or not, we just mentioned earlier, whether or not Baltimore has a good offense. Uh, To me, Joe Flacco has the skills to make every throw. He seems intelligent enough. I don't know what kind of leadership qualities he has, but he is incredibly inconsistent. So regardless of the pieces that they have around him, the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to have a great offense until he becomes consistent. He has made some terrible decisions. Yeah. He made awful decisions against the Jets. And then the next series he'll come out and throw, you know, lay in a beautiful 40-yard pass right into the breadbasket. So, uh, He's got the tools. I oh, yeah. I, I don't know what to think about Baltimore's offense yet, but I don't think it's going to matter this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... Uh... I don't know, man. I, I agree with you. They just—they just look bad. I know. I, I'm just surprised they're able to run the ball. I, I know it's been, you know, I know the Jets obviously, but I, I agree with you. I think this is a bounce back game for them. They're at home.
0: We also still haven't seen the Ravens play a team that's that we would consider an an upper tier or an elite passing team try to pick apart that secondary. And again, that's they're true. lucking out this week. Cleveland's not going to be able to throw the ball either.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, Baltimore is, I, I don't know, this is the week for them. I think i, I think that they're going to do well. So I, I put this line at, um, at six and a half for Baltimore. I i, I don't know. i They just haven't shown me enough on offense to make me think they're going to score a lot of points here.
0: See, to me, I think this is the game where they try. Like you said, they're going to get a little bit. I think they're going to get in a groove here. Yeah. I think they're going to try to. Really have an explosive game offensively to build confidence for the season. Uh, I went way higher than you on this. I put okay. Baltimore by eleven. Okay. Because to me, I'm sitting there thinking about it, and I wouldn't hesitate about taking Baltimore anything below double digits.
1: All right. Well, uh, the actual line is ten and a half. So you almost got it there, big guy.
0: Mm. I I've have. Been, I've been real close. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I I started off well, got that first one, and then back to normal <laughs> for me. Like, oh man! All right. Well, I I don't know. I I, I just Cleveland on the road in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, like we just kind of said, has got a lot to prove here. I think to themselves and others. Uh, it's ten and a half. I I think they're going to put up some points. I think Flacco going to bounce back. I think they're going to cover this game.
0: I absolutely agree. I think this is a a thirty-one to ten type thing. They haven't let up a lot of points to. They didn't let up a lot of points to the Jets, who have more talent on offense than the Browns do. They didn't let up a a lot of points. They didn't let up a touchdown. They haven't yeah. let up a touchdown yet this season. So, uh, what makes me think that a team that started on the road both weeks, this is their home opener, uh, isn't going to. To shut down Cleveland and not let up a touchdown again. And if they're not letting up a touchdown, they're going to cover the spread. So I'm taking Baltimore also.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the next game we got on the slate?
0: Dallas at Houston. The battle for Texas. Ooh. The battle for Texas. 0-2 against 2-0. and You have uh, – I would say that the, that the Cowboys would be a mortal lock in this game. But the whole, like, Texas inferiority complex, man, I think the Texans want to beat the crap out of them.
1: Probably. Um,
0: and and they got to keep going. That you know, everybody's the Texans are like a bandwagon team now. They're two and zero. Everybody's saying so. They might want to keep it going. So, uh, what what do you have as the line here?
1: Well, it, you know, this is interesting because whenever we get Dallas in there, you kind of get you obviously get that Dallas money. You got to bump them up a couple points. Um, you know, last last week Houston was a road favorite. Um, now they're at home. Dallas has had two pretty poor showings. Um, so, I mean, I think it's obvious that Houston's going to be favored, It's just by how much. And, I, you know, I, I think they're, they're probably a couple points better than Dallas, you know, just normally. You Factor in that home factor there, but then you take away the punch from Dallas. So I'm just going to put this at three. I mean, I think it's just, I think Houston's better than that, but I think with that Dallas money, it's probably going to come down a little more than I think it probably should be.
0: Yeah, I put it exactly at three. I had the exact same reasoning. They were favored by three on the road against Washington. Why wouldn't they be favored by three-plus at home against an NFC East team? But then you factor in that Dallas gets a little point, so I, I kept it at three. I said the exact same thing.
1: All right. Well, we both hit it right on the button. Did it. <laughs> so I hate you. Um,
0: let me show you my little piece of paper. Huh? <laughs> I can show you my little piece of paper.
1: Oh, well, you know, so that was good. Yeah, the line here is three, straight three, um, which makes it kind of interesting. What do you got for this game?
0: Uh, I'm taking Dallas. Okay. No way they go 0-3. Uh, I think they know they have to get it together. I think there's going to be somebody from the Texans this week that's going to speak at a turn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's going to say something really dumb. Like, we are the best team in Texas, or we are America's team, or some shit like that. Dallas is going to get riled up. They're 0-2. They have to win this game. The Texans do not. The Cowboys have to win this t- game. For the Cowboys to drop to 0-3, mm. in a season where many were picking them for the Super Bowl, where the Super Bowl is being played in Dallas, and then to lose to the inferior team in Texas, yeah no way they come out flat for this game. They have to come out and play. I mean, the Houston fans are going to be crazy, but you can't tell me that a lot of Dallas fans aren't going to infiltrate that stadium. So I look at this crowd as a maybe a 65-35 type split, and I see Dallas covering.
1: You know, uh, this isn't going to be the most interesting podcast in the world so far because I, I, I agree with you, actually. I looked at this game. I, I've been high in Houston this whole time. I picked them to beat Indianapolis in, in the week one. Um, I And the reason I'm doing it is it, it, kind of it, – it's a mix of both things. It's, it's basically what you said. Um, I think Houston's going to have a little bit of a letdown here, Um, maybe getting a little full of themselves. And, and I just – I don't know. I, Dallas, it, it's kind of the perfect chance for them to get back on track. They're not in their home building, but they're basically at home. And, you know, they're playing a team which really, frankly, hasn't been in this situation before, have they? I mean – you know they're they're kind of the front runner. So it, Texans
0: it, always start slow. Man. So
1: it, it's interesting to see how they're going to handle it. So I, I'm going to take Dallas here too. I, I think it's going to be a very close game, and I and I like them with the points.
0: All right, ne- next game. What do you got for this? Uh,
1: San Francisco at Kansas City. Uh, struggled,
0: struggled. Miley. Yes,
1: this was this was a tough game. This was uh, I mentioned to Brian earlier. Earlier, I uh, had to take an aggregate. On this one, because uh, all the you know the, the the place we usually get our lines from didn't have this game up yet, so it took that aggregate from five other sites, and they were a little sporadic. So, um, as it, they should be. Yes, yes, that tells you how it's a no, how tough it is to pick a game when you know lines are all over the place. Uh, to, to me, uh,
0: San Francisco is the better team. I don't think that's really a question. I think they have a better defense and they have to have a better offense. But Kansas City is 2 and 0. I think their fan base is invigorated. They had a great crowd in the first game. I don't see why they wouldn't have a great crowd in this game. They are 2 and 0. San Francisco's traveling short week after the Monday night loss which was devastating. Yes. So I'm making Kansas City a favorite, but only by two points because I think if this game was in San Francisco, there's no way San Francisco wouldn't be favored by more than a field goal. I don't care; it's 0 and 2, 2 and 0. Kansas City is not good. They're only going to be favored by two points.
1: Okay, I uh, I actually agree with you. I, I did Kansas City by two here as well, um, for a lot of reasons. You, did, I, you know, I really like that KC crowd. You know, people people forget what type. Of, um, you know, just what type of home field advantage that used to be. Not that it's not now, but, um, you know, with that team being 2 0, I, I think the fans are even more invigorated. Um, you know, a lot of stuff you said about San Francisco, too. So uh, I said uh, two here for Kansas City. And the actual line is San Francisco by one and a half.
0: Oh, God.
1: Let me tell you... Uh, I don't
0: blame it. I mean, I, 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 can't, I couldn't pick this one. This was too difficult.
1: It, there was one that had San Francisco... All of them had San Francisco. One had them by half a point. A couple others had them by two. And I think one had it by two and a half. So... Uh,
0: I don't know where to go with this game because San Francisco is... A lot of people like Mike Singletary. They are poorly coached. If you watched that game last night, I think they had three or four delay game penalties... Uh, One of them, they didn't even get out of the huddle until two seconds left on the play clock. They didn't even realize it. Yeah. So a poorly coached team on a short work week on the road coming off an emotional loss, that's tough. I mean, I think San Francisco is the better team, but I think I have to take crappy Kansas City getting points at home. But I would never, ever bet on this game.
1: Yes. uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you on the no betting thing. I'm going to take San Francisco here. Um I was, I was impressed. Uh, I think they just got extremely unlucky with some of those turnovers in the red zone, and I, I was impressed by the way that you know they they ran the ball. Um, I think Kansas City might have some issues with that, and I, I like the way that Alex Smith I, supporting small hands. I, I think he he threw the ball well. I think he showed that he can throw when they run the ball effectively. He can throw the ball even in adverse conditions. And he made some plays with his feet, so I, I, it's, it's a small line here. I like San Francisco on the road to, uh, to cover this game.
0: Fair enough. Next yeah. game we have NFC North Battle, two 0-2 teams. Yes. One surprising, one not surprising as the Detroit Tigers, no, <laughs> the Lions, I'm sorry, <laughs> travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings, who are officially in panic mode.
1: Uh, yes. What do,
0: you, what do you have as the line for this game?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I uh, this may be low. I just, I had a bad experience with Brett Favre this weekend. Um, <laughs> we we did not did get he al- hurt you. Yes, we did not get along well. He's a dirty old man, and he was. Uh, I don't know. He just looked terrible. I mean, the decisions he was making, um, everything. He just did not look good, and. and and I actually thought Detroit played well. Again, they were indoors, and they're going to be indoors again. Um, you know, when Javid Best is healthy, I think it's never been his ability that's been the issue. It's been his health. And right now he's healthy. Um, and he clearly shows he can catch the ball, he can run with the ball. So I, I think they played pretty well at home. They showed they can score some points. Um, so I, only put, I put this at Minnesota at five and a half. I didn't really know what to do with this game.
0: Uh, I agree that the Lions are frisky. Um, and then if you let them stay in a game a little bit too long, they might be able to, to surprise some people. But Minnesota is way too desperate. They're very similar to Dallas. They need this win. Luckily for them, they have a much easier game than Dallas does. Uh, and if I'm judging by last week, Detroit was a five-point underdog at home to Philadelphia. So I have to put it higher. Minnesota, desperate team. I put this at nine and a half.
1: All right, um, the actual line is ten and a half for Minnesota. Should have gone higher. Big line, big line, should have gone higher is, uh, it's it's a good motto to go by. I don't endorse anything. Anything at all. I'm a Democrat, I sit on the fence. I don't do shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Collect other people's money.
1: Speaking of Democrats, dude, you should have seen uh, Barry was in uh, Philly yesterday.
0: He was? That's where he belongs.
1: Yeah, anyway, and uh, I was leaving work. I guess he was at the convention center, supposed to leave at like 6 ish or so. And there's just packs, packs of people just standing on the street, like on a corner. I guess I didn't see a motorcade or something. It was. it was actually quite depressing. Um, like these people weren't looking for jobs.
0: So, <laughs> actually, the, the, did you see the video of that woman that asked him the question at the town hall meeting
1: uh, they, yesterday? I exactly
0: what she said. Uh, she said she she was an African American woman who who was like she was like a middle class like mom, two kids, but she was like a CFO of a company or something. She she made okay money, and she said to him that she's exhausted of defending him. Now, whether you want to argue the merits of what Obama has done or hasn't done, whatever, because she was saying I'm exhausted of defending him because I was your supporter and we haven't seen the change that we expected. Anyway, it's, regardless, it takes balls to stand in front of the president of the United States and tell him you're exhausted of defending him, whether that's right or wrong is another story. But, my God, what what cool owns on this woman. I thought, I mean, if she was white, she never would have been able to say that to him. But because she was black, she could. And it was just incredible.
1: Doesn't that tell you something, though? If, if she's exhausted of defending him, shouldn't she just vote for someone else next
0: well, time? Well, I think she's trying to give him a chance, whatever.
1: Yeah, but I was go. like,
0: could you imagine, like, that's one of the five most famous people in the world. And to tell him to his face, like, I am just sick and tired. Of defending
1: what you have done. Well, well, I can't even we'll, say
0: that to family
1: members. Yeah, we'll get the uh, Salem witch trial coming up soon, and <laughs> th- things will get interesting. I, 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 I hope that woman wins because let's face it, Delaware is insignificant, and I just it'd be it'll inter- put them on the map. It'll be interesting. It'll it'll
0: put them on the map.
1: It'll make things enjoyable. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I apologize for the digression. Is that, is that a word? That's not a word. We'll do
0: an all-political podcast right before the midterm elections. Okay. There won't be any politics discussed. We'll just make fun of politicians.
1: That's fine. I could do that all day. I
0: love And, and, and the people that support him in mass groups.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So Minnesota's favored by <laughs> 10 and a half. I don't know how we got on this topic. I can't even say how we got there.
1: Yes, yes. I don't I,
0: remember. I'll give you my
1: pick, though. I'll give you my pick. Okay. I'm taking Detroit on the road, plus ten and a half. You heard it here first.
0: All right. I'm taking the opposite. I like Minnesota. I think they're desperate. I think they come out and beat the shit out of them.
1: <laughs> That's probably what's gonna happen. But Yep, trying to it. I, I,
0: I can't see them not winning this game by at least two scores. Right. Uh, if they don't I mean I trust me, I'll be rooting for Detroit, but if ugh, if they don't, bye bye Minnesota, you can't even think about. Yeah. When they go to Green Bay next week, they just they're they're done if they lose this game.
1: All right. Well speaking of beating the shit out of people, uh, Buffalo at New England. What I, are you thinking?
0: Uh, I look at this game the same way. I think it's gotta be the same spread as last week when Buffalo went to Green Bay. So Buffalo, New England Spread last week was fourteen. I'm going fourteen again.
1: All right. Um, I basically have the same analysis as you, except I uh, I forgot what the spread was, so I went thirteen on this one. <laughs> I uh, I am not entirely sure why I would do such a thing, but uh, I did. I don't know. Buffalo just shows they are basically what everyone thinks they are, especially on the road. Um, I just, just I really don't see how this could be a close game. Um, and the actual line is 14 and a half. So you, you missed the button by half a point there. Son
0: of a bitch, man. I'm missing by half on like four of them so far.
1: Oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I'll pick this game. Oof. You will pick this game? I hope you do.
0: Belichick rubs it in. I like New England. They're going to beat them. I, I was listening to, to FAN today online.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, you know, I have nothing to do. Yes. And Francesa, in the midst of his repetitiveness... Uh, while uh, And by the way, this is why sports radio is the best job in the world, because he sat there for an oh, hour and had a hypothetical conversation with callers about who would be a good manager for the Yankees if Joe Girardi decided to go take the Chicago Cubs job.
1: Oh, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, so they really had nothing to talk about. What he was saying about football, like, what is wrong with these teams that are already changing their quarterback in week three for non-injury reasons? You had all of training camp to make a decision, all of preseason, To look and say, who's better? And then after two weeks, you're jumping ship? So, like, with Buffalo, you went with Trent Edwards. Two weeks? Really?
1: Everything's reactive, man. Uh, You know, the people, you know, public opinion, you know, everyone looks at you and says, oh, they're not doing anything to try to fix this. I mean, and what, what... You could do all the small types of tweaks that you want, but the most visual thing that says to your fans and your base that we're trying to do something is changing the quarterback, whether you're putting in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's really not going to make a fucking difference.
0: It's, I mean, they are just they just traded like a poop sandwich
1: for a poop popsicle.
0: Yeah. One's frozen, one's warm. They both taste like shit.
1: Did you just make that up? That's, I actually did. Is that good? That's very good. I, I liked it.
0: Oh. Just uh, you didn't laugh, unfortunately. You I, ruined the joke by not I, laughing. But uh, to let everybody know, his face was like, "Whoa!"
1: Yeah, you could put that on your resume.
0: I should put that on my resume.
1: That should be like your quote under your. Uh,
0: <laughs> that should be my Facebook about me.
1: <laughs> it could be the rest of the workforce, basically. Whether it's a
0: shit sandwich.
1: or
0: shit. <laughs> uh, so I like New England. It sounds like you. Uh, like
1: I, I agree with you. I yeah. I, I don't know. Buffalo covers this game. It's uh, well.
0: Let's, let's leave on a, a high note. So that's, uh, that'll end the first half of the, the NFL Lions podcast for Week 3. Please be sure to tune in to Part 2 of our Week 3 podcast, some great games on the schedule, Atlanta at New Orleans. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to talk about now with Philadelphia at Jacksonville yep. and two really good primetime games Sunday and Monday night. So we'll get to that. Please be sure to listen, and we will see you in a little bit. Excellent.